gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today. You are listening to the Sportswire. And my name is Big Back the Never. Here on the, well now, 5th of July, it is about 1.45 in the morning on the 5th of July. Uh, after taking a month off, basically the month of June, uh, I took it off for personal reasons, just trying to get my schedule down pat, trying to figure out uh, when I can... Uh, record this podcast and there's been a lot that's gone on since then so i want to thank you for being patient and i want to thank you for tuning in to the sports wire sports wire is available on every place conceivable that you can find your podcasts apple Podcasts, google play deezer Castbox, uh podbean podcast addict stitcher spotify tune in radio public uh Apple Podcasts, I think I said that already, and YouTube as well, and our Spreaker homepage, of course. Uh, you won't be able to find it on Facebook anymore because, well, got kicked off Facebook yet again, uh, which is something I want to touch on today. Um, but you know what? Regardless, I'm in a good mood. Again, my name is Big Daddy Coolvinny Apicella. I want to thank you for tuning into the Sports Wire, for downloading this wherever you or listening to it wherever you might find your favorite podcasts. So it is July 4th. I want to thank you. I want to wish everybody a happy Independence Day. Happy 4th of July. Uh, happy birthday, America. And uh, big news. Someone's in the news as always. Anytime there's a celebration, anytime we're, we're going good, and this idiot pops into the news again, Colin Kaepernick, um, he uh, popped into the news this, this week because of uh, an outrage, or should I say, an offensive shoe. And I'll get into more of that later. The guy's a moron, and that's all I gotta say about that. And I'll, t- and I'll give you the reasons why in just a little bit. But there has been so much going on. We had a couple of WWE shows. We've had uh, WWE Great um, Super Showdown 2019. Uh, we also had WWE's uh, was it Stomping Ground. We had AEW's Fighter Fest. I'm not going to get into detail into just about it, you know, in, for all three of those shows, but they did happen during last month. Uh, got some big news coming out of WWE headquarters uh, regarding Raw and SmackDown Live. Uh, that's got the whole wrestling world buzzing. Uh, let me just put it this way: when we get to the point where in, in the fall SmackDown moves to Fox and AEW starts on TNT. Uh, we're going to have a really good... It's a good time for wrestling, let me put it that way. It's a good time and a good place the wrestling business is in, the uh, sports entertainment industry, if you will. Uh, But I want to thank you all for listening again. So, what happened last month, June? (laughs) Before we get into the sports stuff of it, I'm going to get to what I feel is my... what's going to be a new segment on the show, and that is my personal rant. Vinny's versus, if you will. And, you know, so many people talk to me about, oh, well, you can't offend people, okay? Or you have to be politically correct. Or you can't say this, you can't say that. you got to be sensitive to people. You know what I say to that? Bullshit. Complete bullshit. And the reason why I say that is, if you don't have a strong enough backbone in your body to put up with words, then there's a problem. Now, don't get me started. I know that you could be emotionally abused because of words, and 
I get that, okay? When it comes from somebody you care about and you love and in terms of emotional abuse, I get that. What I don't like are inanimate objects, all right? What I don't like is the fact that people get offended by the smallest little things and things that have been around for years and it's called revisionist history, revised history, rewritten history, whatever you will, okay? Let's, let, it started, okay, it started with the uh, Confederate flag. Oh, people were so up in arms because it was a symbol of racism and a symbol of, no, it was a symbol of the southern states of the Confederacy during the Civil War. It didn't, that flag alone, okay, did not stand for slavery. Yes, the southern part of this country did use slaves and they felt that slavery was okay. I'm not saying it is okay because it's not. I mean, then again, there's corporate slavery now, people who work for a living, but that's a different story. <laughs> but the fact is, is the Confederate flag did not stand for slavery. It did not represent slavery. It represented a, a, fa a part of our country's history where we were split in two. And, it, and slavery wasn't the only issue. But that's what the millennials would like to have you believe. It's not. There were many other issues that uh, happened to cause the Civil War. Okay? Then, it's, then it happened with the, the statue of Robert E. Lee. And statues were offending people. Robert E. Lee, even though he was the general of the Confederacy, was not happy with slavery. He was not he did not condone slavery. He did not own slaves. He just fought for his part of the country because he was tapped to be the leader of that country. Okay? There you go. That's the truth. So Robert E. Lee was not and is not and has never been a symbol of slavery. He was just a general of the Confederate army. Okay? Get that through your head. All right. So that's part <laughs> that, that that's part 2. Okay, this week, the idiot known as Colin Kaepernick puts his two cents in and gets an entire shoe stopped. Okay, the Nike company had uh, plans to sell and unveil uh, a shoe that that depicted the original American flag that was sewn by Betsy Ross you know, with the 13 bars and the 13 stars representing the uh, United States of America after the Revolutionary War to commemorate the 13 original colonies. You know, 13, 13 stripes, because of the 13 original colonies at the time, it was just 13 stars because of 13 uh, colonies, 13 states, the originals. Um, and then throughout the years, obviously, we got more states and added to the flag. And now we have what we call the American flag, which is what it is, old glory. 13 bars, still has 13 stripes, red and white. And then the, in the blue star field, you have 50 stars for the 50 states. Okay, so Kaepernick calls Nike, okay, and says that he's offended by that, by that original flag because it's did for slavery. And there's where I have a problem. Okay, because it's the same flag that we have today, only with more stars on it. Okay? But see, here's the thing. Here's, here's what I don't like. And here's what I don't get. Okay? And I'm going to preface this by saying, you cannot hold 
the people of yesterday to the values of today and the items of yesterday to the values of today okay we all know that slavery when it comes to owning a person is wrong we know that it's it's against the law it was abolished by a republican mind you okay it was abolished after the civil war by abraham lincoln okay so slavery was abolished okay and that was in 1860 or even earlier maybe in the 1800s okay now people are up in arms and Kaepernick has his supporters who are still idiots they're drinking his Kool-Aid okay and and he said that that original flag sewn by Betsy Ross um, was a symbol of slavery symbol of racism okay now back in 1776 okay when our colony when when the United States of America when our the American colonies defeated the British uh, army in the in the Revolutionary War and gained our independence from Britain okay that was in 1775 1776 when the Declaration of Independence was signed July 4th 1776 okay 300 and well not not yet 300 200 and I want to say 224 223 years ago about that no I'm sorry 243 years ago okay there is not one person alive of that original that the original colonies okay and and, and was a slave of the original colonial owners the, the original uh, settlers okay here's the problem I have okay when that was done in the 1700s slavery okay was not only legal it was accepted okay so they, they did what was right at their time what was legal what they felt comfortable with doing at their time okay it wasn't for another you know 90 years or whatever it was um, afterwards for the slavery to be abolished okay so you can't say okay you cannot say well I don't support George Washington or the original Continental Congress or the original settlers because they supported slavery you can't say that because at the time it was accepted and acceptable is it accepted now no other than corporate slavery is it acceptable now no it's not again other than corporate slavery but the problem I have is with this idiot Kaepernick okay first of all his football career is over because nobody wanted to sign him because he sucked and he won, a, he won a stupid lawsuit against the NFL because oh people aren't gonna hire me because I dealt for the flag and I caused such a big scene and there's gonna be backlash. no you weren't signed because you sucked okay that's number one all right number two okay why would you get offended first of all first of all your race if you want to call it that is half and half okay you're only half black and you came from a wealthy middle class uh, a wealthy family and you never wanted for anything you were never oppressed like the true people that were oppressed back before the civil war not only that but back before the 
the human rights movement and the civil rights movement. Okay? If you lived back then, I understand that you were oppressed, but look at the day that you're in now. Okay? Look at look at the NBA where it's eighty five percent African American or black. Okay? Look at the major league baseball where it's fifty fifty. Football where again it's it's more than fifty percent. Um you know, even the WWE, you got more black superstars. Um, you know, and there, there's never been a lot of prominent black superstars. I'll, I'll admit that. But you had, you know, The Rock, half black, half Samoan, the first black WWE champion. Ron Simmons, back in the early 90s, was the first black world heavyweight champion. You know, and since then, Mark Henry. You've had, you got Kofi Kingston now. Booker T uh, was champion not only WCW but also WWE. Okay, so don't tell me that the people of today, especially the black people of today, are oppressed. Are there still racists out there? Yes, there are. There's oh, there's going to be until the generation dies off. Okay, but then you know, racism is something learned from your family, and if you're not, if if you're too close-minded. Okay, you bind the stereotypes, the stereotypes suck. But you know what? Black people are not the only ones that are subject to stereotypes. Okay? And this is where I'm walking in, where I'm going to bring into the fact that I was kicked off Facebook, okay? Facebook has a policy where they don't uh, allow convicted sex offenders. Okay? That's their prerogative, it's their business, whatever. They use facial recognition to, uh, to to figure out that I was a registered sex offender, a convicted sex offender, okay? I made a mistake when I was younger, end of discussion. I went to prison, I paid my debt, went to, did pro, you know, successfully did probation, and I, you know, did what I had to do, okay? I've been deemed by therapists not a threat to anybody, Okay? But there's still that stigma attached to it. Here's what I have a problem with. Okay. Now I think I should go up against Facebook. And be like, you know what? Here's the deal. Okay. What I need from you is an explanation of why. Why you ban you know, convicted sex offenders from your service. Because here's the thing, okay, with all this with all this new um, cyber, um, cy- cyber spying, if you will, or, you know, the fact that Amazon's Alexa, or, you know, Google Home, and they record your, and even your iPhone, they record your conversations, whether they're supposed to or not, okay, they do, and you can tell because, I mean, I was just on the, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was on the phone with somebody, we were talking about, just randomly, we were talking about, you know, moving to Alaska because, there, you know, some jobs are in high demand that they'll pay for your housing there uh, within your salary, you know, just uh, randomly. And then, all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, we get, you know, I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed at the time, and it had an ad for moving to Alaska. And... You know, it's like, that was the only thing, you know. So don't tell me there's no spying going on. Because there is. From everything, okay? Your smartphone from everywhere, you know. So, 
with that point is that the fact that there are registered sex offenders that you know will use social media to lure children i'm not saying there aren't but the vast majority won't and honestly i would much rather have them on a social media platform that i could track them and their whereabouts so it's easier for for law enforcement to find them okay now i don't think like a criminal <laughs> you know i i made a mistake at one point and that was it and i made pay my dues for it unfortunately that label is with me until next year but the fact remains that i would much i would feel safer being able to track my whereabouts on an app so that god forbid something happens i could be like no you know what check my that, that that's where i checked in you know you could check the geolocation of my phone of where i put that post and that's where i was so no i could not have done that and that to me makes more sense than just oh no we're not going to allow you on there because you know there because there are a few people who will try to use the software to lure the other thing is why don't you mark you know people who are under 18 like mark their profiles or mark you know kids that are that are under 18 you know uh put it on their profile i'm under 18 yeah and there are people that are going to change their age and all that i get it but you want to make it safer you allow people on there you don't discriminate okay that's a that's that's a big part of of the problem here is that you want to say oh well I don't like, you know, I don't want to have these people on because they could, because they could use it to lure kids. All right, well, then here's here's the proposal to change that. Allow them on, and you put a mark on the 13-year-old or anybody under 18, you put a mark on their profile to say, this person's under 18. Just like driver's licenses say under 21 until such a date, under 18 until such a date. It's the same thing that you could do on Facebook. I mean, how Facebook is just about like the government anyways. So, <laughs> I mean, you could easily do that. And that makes, to me, that to me makes better sense than just not allowing them. Because the other thing is, you can go on to any of these underground, deep, deep web, deep dark web, or whatever underground sites, and find kids. You know, and if somebody really wanted to, they can't. So keep everything above above ground, where you can track them. But that's again, I don't have the the mind of a criminal because I'm not a career criminal. Um, I just made a mistake, which I'm applying a pardon for, applying for a pardon. Um, hopefully within the next couple months. All right. So that was my Vinny's verses for this week. That was my rant. Okay. Well, actually, no, I'm not finished. See, it's it's a freedom that we have in this country to protest. You know, if you don't like something, you can set up a protest and anywhere. You know, as long as you get the proper permits, you can have a protest wherever you want. You know, you can have a march. You know, they did it. They did so with the Pride March. You know, Pride marches last month. Okay, I'm not saying that I'm against the LGBTQIA alphabet soup movement. Okay, I'm not against that, but here's the th here's here's the problem. Okay, Colin Kaepernick was 
being paid on the clock to be on the field of play for the NFL. He chose that time to disrespect our flag by kneeling. And I know the story. He was told by a veteran, veteran, but whatever. It's his right. It's still disrespectful in my opinion because he's an idiot. And he was protesting something that's that's not, that's, I I don't want to say it's made up, but it's not as prevalent as he'd like us to believe. And it was on a falsehood by saying that our president is a racist, which he's not. And never has been. And never will be. Okay? But Colin Kaepernick, you know what he did? You know, he, he disrespected our, our flag and our nation and our uh, military by doing that. Okay? And he got all these other people to follow. And you know what it did? And it just dawned on me today. People look to entertainment, and sports is a form of entertainment, for an escape. To escape the, you know, the stresses of the day, whether it be politics, whether it be work, or whatever. And you know what he did was he took that escapism away because he said, you know, because he brought it into the sport and into the sports world. And I just realized that, you know, I, I was watching the movie Hairspray. The, the 2007 version, okay, where John Travolta gives a stunning, uh, you know, uh, gives a stunning role as a woman, okay, but you know what, the fact is, is that if the, the entire, in my opinion, the entire theme of the movie is inclusion, integration, through dancing. Which, again, is a form of entertainment. Through singing and dancing. Through music. Okay? And that's that's the thing. Is that people go to clubs. They go to concerts. And, of course, there are different, you know, genres of music. And I get that. But, you know, they go, especially to festivals, you know, to have fun. To escape. Not to have it thrown in their face that, oh, we've got to separate the blacks and the whites. We have to separate the LGBT people from the straight people. No. You're all grouped in together. You have seats in one row, in one concert venue, in one row of seats you can have anybody. Whites, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, lesbians, gays, trans, uh, you name it. They're all mixed together. It's an escape because you're enjoying the same type of entertainment. And that's what Colin Kaepernick did to football and did to the NFL, was he took that escape away. And that's why, you know, I'm not saying that he didn't have valid reasons. Number one, they were overstated, okay? But, and now with this other thing, you know, he's one of these idiots that wants to rewrite history. Are there racist cops? Yes, I'm sure there are. Are there as many white cop on black suspect shootings as he'd like us to believe? Absolutely not. And you know why? Because, number one, the biggest form of crime is, the biggest form of murder is black on black murder. Okay? It's not white on black. It's not black on white. It's black on black. Okay? So you need to fix that before you fix anything else in the black community. Okay? 
you need to get rid of the word nigger, whether it be nigger or nigga, because it just sounds ignorant coming from anybody. And you see a lot of white people saying it. And, and you know what? You just got to take it out of the lexicon of society, period. End of discussion. End of rant. End of Vinny's verses. So I'll be back. I'm going to take a quick break. And I will be right back. Welcome back. I am Big Daddy Cool Vinny Ampicella. Just after that quick recess. Uh, I guess I want to apologize if there was any technical difficulties. Uh, it seems like there were some at the very beginning when I announced my name. Again, my name is Big Daddy Cool Vinny Ampicella, and like I said, we are back in better than ever after a month off. Uh, that kind of got jumbled up a little bit uh, in that previous... See, it's still jumping. I don't know. So I apologize if there's any technical problems where uh, we get jump cuts in there and stuff. I promise you that's not <laughs> um, on purpose. It's unfortunately the audio program that I have. Okay, so I think on the last episode I did talk about Stomping Ground, uh, Super Showdown, um, you know, with the Goldberg and Undertaker controversy uh, with that match and, and everything. I, uh, you know, I know that the the subject of WWE performing in Saudi Arabia is controversial, and there are people again that are for it and against it uh, because you know the Saudi government is underhanded and but it's a different culture, you know it's a different culture to have you know women have to be dressed from head to toe, whereas in our country in our culture women could damn near walk around with their tits out and we'd be okay with it as long as the nipples are covered. At least that's the way the FCC sees it, you know what I mean? And actually the public uh, women could walk around topless in public in many cities and states across this country. It's just not that way over there. Um, WWE has signed a 10 year deal or 12 year deal or whatever it is um, 10 year partnership supporting the Saudi vision uh, 2030 um, to help them kind of westernize themselves. And we've already seen, you know, some change where they're allowing Renee Young to be commentator. She can't wear anything really revealing, but she doesn't anyways. And you know, in the uh, in Dubai, I think it was the United Arab Emirates uh, last year, the year before, there was Alexa Bliss against uh, Sasha Banks in the first ever female the first ever females that were allowed to wrestle there. Of course, they couldn't show any cleavage or show any skin at all, but just the fact they were allowed to perform is hope um, to kind of westernize the, the Middle East and bring them to our culture a little, you know, a little bit. Of course, the Muslim culture is, is very, very strict. Uh, matter of fact, uh, my girlfriend just got a job at a Muslim private school, and it's the same thing. She has to wear clothes from basically from her her throat, her neck, all the way down to her feet. No skin showing at all, except for her hands um, and her head. <laughs> um, 
you know so they're very very strict in that culture but unfortunately that's the culture they have so who are we to say you know to judge them for their culture when people are looking at us and we're not any better um a lot of people are up in arms because the saudi government allegedly killed that reporter that journalist and you know they're saying oh well the wwe is just blood money blah blah, blah. listen there's a difference between business and you know, and politics, and and that's just it. Is that WWE is going to over there as a business deal, and I get it. You know, they got paid millions of dollars or whatever, um, and that's just what it is. They're fulfilling their contract, okay? They can't just pull out. And not to mention, that's what I was talking about in the first segment. Um, brings us together, and that's the thing. It's like number. The, the way I look at it is, why would the WWE punish the fans who are going to be there in, you know, in, in the in the building to, you know, why are they going to punish them for what the government did? You know what I mean? The government is, uh, you know, the way it is, it will be for a long, long time, and it has been for a long, long time, but you still have citizens there, people there who have nothing to do with the government, who's gonna, who are going to watch a show, a wrestling show, uh, you know, so that they could escape the persecute. I don't know want to say persecution, but they could escape the everyday living that they're in, whether it be because they don't believe in the Muslim traditions, or they don't believe in the Middle Eastern traditions, you know, I mean, hell, over there at 105 degrees heat, and women have to walk around head-to-toe covered, and, and they have to wear hijabs over there, whatever it's called, there's a problem, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, damn, they would be sweating profusely. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't even want, you know, someone over there to do it, you know what I mean? But that's part of what the WWE is doing with this partnership of going over there. And that's why I'm all for it. You know, guys like Daniel Bryan or, wanna be, or John Cena want to be up on their high horse and stuff, but you're ultimately taking away from the fans. And that's the one thing you shouldn't do. Sure, the government paid for the, paid for the events. I get it. But it's the fans you're going there to perform in front of. Okay? Now, Sami Zayn couldn't go because he's of Syrian descent. And Syria and Saudi Arabia don't get along, so anybody of Syrian descent is not allowed there. Again, it's it's a, it's a culture thing. Um, and Kevin Owens didn't got to go because Sami Zayn couldn't go. So it is you know it, it's unfortunate that some people act like that, but we gotta do what you gotta do. So I did talk about stomping around. So uh, uh, from uh, Super Showdown. Three weeks later, we had WWE Stomping Grounds um, on July 23rd and uh, took place in Tacoma, Washington. Roman Reigns was on the cover, and it was an okay uh, an okay event. Um, Extreme Rules is coming up uh, next, which is not this Sunday, the following Sunday. Um, there were nine matches on the show, including the pre-show match, uh, and here we go. Seth Rollins defeated Baron Corbin in a no-count-out, no-TQ match to retain the Universal Championship uh, with Lacey Evans as a special, special guest referee. Um, that match was actually a really good match. And, you know, a lot of people give Baron Corbin shit. But you know what? He's a chicken shit heel. 
That's what he is. He could, he could, he's a fantastic wrestler. He's great on the mic, you know. And the, you know, the way he his character is written is actually really, really good. Bringing Lacey Evans out to be, uh, to be special guest referee was brilliant. You know why? Because Seth Rollins said he beat up or hit with a chair anybody who sided with Baron Corbin. Well, he wouldn't hit a woman, right? So, you know, Lacey Evans obviously showed bias a bias towards Corbin in the match. And, uh, you know, Seth Rollins was getting frustrated. And then she actually slapped uh, Seth Rollins. Um, Evans, Lacey Evans actually slapped Seth Rollins, which brought out Seth's real-life girlfriend, Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion. And uh, suffice it to say, you know, after that, Melee broke out while... Uh, Lynch was taking care of Evans on the outside, and then, you know, Corbin got hit with the, with the stomp from Rollins, and then another referee came out to finish officiating the match, and that's how Rollins ended up winning, but it was a great match overall, great story, I like it, I really do. Um... Kofi Kingston defeated Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage match to retain the WWE Championship. Um, I love the finish of that match, and Kofi is a human highlight reel. If you ever, if you ever saw, if there ever was one, um, the end of the match, Dolph Ziggler was trying to crawl out of the door. Kofi, Kofi saw that and just flew over him uh, from inside the ring, flew through the second rope over him. Um, to get the victory, and that was a really great finish for that match. Ricochet defeated Samoa Joe to uh, win the United States Championship, and again, those two guys are great. I like Samoa Joe. I like his style. I think he's great as a, you know, take-no-bullshit kind of heel, and I get it, and I like that style. And Ricochet is just fantastic. He's a, you know, great, he's a tremendous athlete, you know, there were a couple of botches in the, sh- in the match. I, I, I did see that. But overall, uh, Ricochet is fantastic. And then Roman Reigns ended up defeating Drew McIntyre, uh, which was, of course, it had uh, Shane McMahon uh, interfere, of course. Uh, on the pre-show, Drew Gulak defeated Tony Nese and Akira Tozawa in a triple threat match to win the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Um, I don't pay much attention to the Cruiserweights. But also, then you had uh, Becky Lynch. She defeated Lacey Evans earlier in the night by submission to win the to to keep the Raw Women's Championship. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeated uh, Big E and Xavier Woods in a regular tag match. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan defeated Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker, uh, to keep the WWE Tag Team Champ SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Um, because well, I mean they're keeping. Daniel Bryan and Rowan Strong and uh, Heavy Machinery of course they're going to cheat so Heavy Machinery kind of stays strong as well uh, Bailey defeated Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross to keep the uh, Smackdown Women's Championship I like the story they're telling with uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss where Alexa Bliss is lo- using her and uh, Nikki Cross really doesn't see it she just sees it as a friendship um, and that was it other than the matches I talked about earlier um, I really feel that the WWE is going in a good direction, and the reason why, why do I say that? Earlier this week, 
I believe it was on Monday, or was it last week? Yeah, last Thursday, it was announced that WWE had um, signed Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman to be the executive directors of SmackDown and Raw, respectively. So Paul Heyman is now technically the head writer, but the lead executive on Raw, and Eric Bischoff is, the, is you know, that role for this for SmackDown Live. Now, Paul Heyman started right away, and if you watched this past Monday night, you know Paul Heyman definitely had a hand in creative. It was faster paced, it was a lot more edgy, and the way that the, the matches were written, fantastic. Um, but I mean, I I watch wrestling as a fan, and I, you know, it did start to get a little stale and a little boring. So, Paul, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> the Vince McMahon can let go enough and not feel like he has to micromanage Heyman and Bischoff um, and let them do their thing. Because they could both come in and, and do the shock and awe, which is the same thing that uh, Taz had said on his podcast. They all know how to shock and awe. But Heyman and Bischoff are new. They're fresh. Let their ideas go through. And this past Raw, we saw the club get together and reunite AJ Styles with a heel turn on Ricochet um, and, and reunite with Gallows and Anderson. You saw Mike, Mike and Maria Canales, which haven't seen them except for 205 Live recently, in a fantastic angle where Maria said she was pregnant. Um and it was just completely humiliating her husband, which that had already, already always been the gimmick, but this is even more so, where <laughs> she said that she should probably just get Becky to impregnate her, since Becky's the man, you know, and be the father of her child. I mean, that was, that, but it was risque in itself. Um, so, that was a great match as well, going into, uh, you know, that was a great story, and then going into, uh, Extreme Rules in a couple weeks where you're seeing uh, Becky and Seth team up to face Corbin and Lacey Evans again in a mixed tag match. Winners take all. So Seth's Universal Championship and Becky's Raw Women's Championship are both on the line. And I'll be honest, I think I'm, we're going to see two titles change hands. I really do. That's my that's my guesstimate. Also, big, big match announced... Um, for for Extreme Rules in a no DQ no count out match, which is basically Extreme Rules match, Roman Reigns is going to team with the Undertaker to take on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. I do not like Shane McMahon being used so much. I think he's being oversaturated, and I think he you know it takes away from him being part of the quote unquote McMahon family who's in charge. I get that that's why he's used so much. But I think they're oversaturating him and they need to back off a little bit because it's almost like they're making Shane McMahon the lead heel when you've got, especially Drew McIntyre, who could be the lead heel. Bobby Lashley could be the lead heel. Um, you know, so you have guys that are actual wrestlers that went to wrestling school for the stuff that can fill that role. Shane McMahon does not need to be there. He could be the manager all he wants, but he shouldn't be in the match all the time. Okay. Um, and then this past Saturday, actually, 
was AEW's Fighter Fest, which was kind of a spoof on Fire Fest um, that happened, you know, that was supposed to happen um, a couple of years ago, where you know it was actually just a scam to get money. <laughs> you know, it was supposed to be this big festival concert down in the Bahamas somewhere. And there are a couple of documentaries, one on Hulu. Definitely check them out. They're fantastic. They're really good. Uh, they're really good documentaries. Uh, expertly done and uh, really tells the story of somebody who was in over his head and just decided to con people. That's and, and I'm not talking about Tony Khan. I'm talking about an actual con job, C-O-N. <laughs> um, so you know, definitely check those out. But the Fighter Fest, it was a really, it was a good event. There was some stupid stuff on the show. They had Nak- Nakasaki or whatever his name is with the, um, you know, with the baby oil against the CEO of a company in a hardcore match on the pre-show. Th- that was dumb. You know, during the match, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks all did the uh, Hadouken from Street Fighter. Of course, there's no flames that's coming out, no fireballs or whatever, um, and the three luchadors sold for them. I mean, that was garbage. Um, the biggest, the biggest thing that came out of Fighter Fest um, that I could that I have been following is Cody Rhodes and the head, the the chair shot that Sean Spears gave him on the top of his head, unprotected. Now, they will have you believe, <laughs> a lot of people will have you believe that that chair shot cut Cody's head open because he was bleeding with a really bad gash on the right side of his head in the back. When Sean Spears hit him on the left side of his head, nowhere near, and they're trying to say, yeah, we can make the chair, and it was bad, and, and you know, he legitimately got cut open, but... I don't think so. I think it was more of an accident and because the chair didn't even hit where, you know, the, uh, where the wound was. Where that gash was. The chair did not hit anywhere near there. The match between him and Darby Allen kind of takes a back seat. And, and, you know, it was a time limit draw. It was a good match. Darby Allen is a, I mean, he's a decent talent. Um, and Cody's phenomenal. So that's that. You know, uh, Omega and the Young Bucks defeated the uh, Lucha Brothers and the Laredo Kid, and uh, you know, and that was the match they did the Aduken. Uh, again, I'm you know they're great athletes, but I'm not a really big fan of uh, Kevin uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh, let's see, you had Nyla Rose against two uh, younger Japanese girls, or well, young Japanese girls, Rio and. Someone else, <laughs> Naga Suzuki or something like that. Nagazuki, Saki Nagazuki, something like that. Um, and great match, three way triple threat, and it gave Nyla the the rub because she was able to kind of be like an Andre Giant, a Big Show, you know, doing a double suplex to both the girls when they couldn't even get her up. Um, ultimately, Nyla lost in a in a small package. Which is kind of garbage. Um, but I see a lot of big things for Nyla Rose, and she should have been put over, even though I don't think this loss really took any steam away from her. But a lot of this is just them throwing matches together because they don't have a weekly TV show yet. Um, their show starts in October in, um, you know, on TNT, 
chances are it'll be a Tuesday night as opposed to any other night simply because Raw's on Monday, SmackDown's on Friday, the NBA is on Wednesdays, I believe, or Thursdays, uh, or, well, yeah, that's basically it. Um, you know, and then you have the Lights Out match. John Moxley and Joey Janela, and you know what? This was a throwback to the original ECW. It was a it was a no disqualification, no no holds barred match, and it was really really good. Uh, John Moxley has come a long way. Uh, you know there were thumbtacks, there was barbed wire. It was a throwback to the old ECW. I get it. I liked it. Um, not a huge Joey Janela fan, but if he stays working with guys like. Uh, uh, John Moxley and Cody Rhodes and even MJF. MJF is phenomenal. Uh, he's one of the best heels out there. He had a match of Fatal 4-Way. It was MJF, Jungle Boy, Adam Page, and Jimmy Havoc. And, uh, you know, that match was pretty good, but uh, with uh, Adam Page winning the match, uh, so, you know, it was it was... Overall, it was a great. It was a good event, you know, for their second showing on pay-per-view because nobody's apparently counting all in. Um, but the next one up is Fight for the Fallen. It's a Saturday night, and actually, that's going to be live on Bleacher Report, just like this one, on the BR Live app, and on the WWE Network at the same exact time is going to be the Evolve 10th anniversary show, I believe it is. Um, so it's going to be a pretty good night for wrestling uh, and it's going to be similar but different to the Monday Night Wars whereas you're going to have to go back and forth for two apps <laughs> the BR Live app and the WWE Network and it's not like just switching channels so you got to choose one and you know stick to that but alright so that's about it for the wrestling segment uh, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be back Back to the Sports Wire. Again, my name is Big Daddy Cool Vinny Abicella. I'm coming to you from West Hartford, Connecticut at my overnight job. <laughs> um, so we've had a pretty good show. Talked about uh, some things that were bothering me. Talked, kind of caught up a little bit. And I guarantee you that uh, we're going to be getting back on track with the weekly shows. I don't know if I'll always do them from work, but uh, we'll get back, like I said, on the weekly shows because, quite honestly... We have to. <laughs> and you here are listening to SportsWire on the SportsWire Audio Network. Uh, by the end of the month, we'll be back with Connecticut Panthers semi-pro football. Uh, hopefully free and clear starts to come back. We're also looking forward to having Sports Breakdown back with Nick Wilcox. Uh, also looking at um, uh, another show coming up with... Uh, Talking, I believe it's called Talking Sense with Ray of Sunshine or something like that. Um, but that will be upcoming over the next couple months, and we're, we're looking at some other shows. 
Uh, so hopefully we get some more programming up here on Sportswire Audio Network. Still working on the website, sportswireaudio.com. I uh, haven't been able to really get that down pat lately because I'm just kind of feeling, uh, I guess you could say, kind of uh, indecisive on how I want it to look. But, you know, being here, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm taking classes online for cybersecurity. Um, that's what my ultimate uh, goal, my ultimate uh, um, uh, degree, my ultimate degree is going to be in my bachelor's degree in uh, cybersecurity. Um, because then after that, I think I'll start from my master's in something. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, the fact is that I really feel that cybersecurity is going to be something going forward where we're going to really need it. And it's it's here. That, the time is, like, here now. You know, you get so many people who've gotten ripped off by scams, um, especially by people of Indian descent. I don't want to sound stereotypical, but it's true. Um, you know, where it comes from, uh, this, you know, the, they want to give you a a, a, a loan or, or whatever. They want to deposit it directly into your account, but they want to do it through your mobile app and, and scan a check. And it's like, it's happened to me. It's happened to a friend, a friend of mine. A friend of mine is going through criminal char- criminal case now because it looks like she double, uh, you know, double cashed a check because of this, you know, because of these people. Um, you know, and it sucks because there's really no way of... Um, really seeing, you know, there's no way of really verifying the information because it's all on phone. Um, and then if you block the number uh, or block a, block a number and they text you, you never get the text or what have you. Um, you know, so it, it's unfortunately going to be something where we go forward into this time of uh, people are always trying to rip you off somehow or scam you somehow and it's sad it really is um you know it kind of takes me back to last month being pride month <laughs> not necessarily people being scammed i don't want to sound like that but you know here's the here's what i see and this is my opinion okay i support you if you want to live your life the way you want to be lesbian gay bisexual trans gender uh, as far as the QIA, I have no idea. Intersex, asexual. I don't. Asexual supposedly means that you don't need sex to live. Well, you know, whatever. I, people like that scare me because if you don't need sex to live, you know, there's a problem. <laughs> um, but you know, honestly, it's like I support that movement. But here's the thing, and and playing devil's advocate, okay. People who take part in the pride parades and, and everything, I understand the idea of bringing the fact that you have your right to marry who you want, the right to change your body the way you want, whatever. Okay, I get it. What I don't get is people that say they're gender fluid. Okay? So, a male, born with a penis, and two testicles, Okay, wakes up one day and says, I feel like a woman. Sings that Shania Twain song, you know, man, I feel like a woman. And he's able to act in public like a woman. Dress that way, act that way, use women's restrooms. Now, 
All because he said, in the morning, he said, I feel like a woman. There's a problem there. And the reason why I say that, not because you want to live your lifestyle the way you want. That's not the problem. The problem is, you're being taken seriously for something that you're not. Okay, something you feel like. Well, hell, you know what? I feel like a billionaire. But that doesn't change my bank account. That doesn't automatically put a million dollars in my bank account because I feel like it. Because I feel like a millionaire. I could dress to the nines. I could rent a car if I had the money, you know. Um, eat at a fancy restaurant if I could afford it. But that doesn't change the fact of what's in my bank account. Because I feel like a millionaire. It's something I'm not. It doesn't make it true. But, you know, and, and, and it's not about offending people. It's playing devil's advocate. Okay? Now, here's the here's the thing. Okay? The, the people that, that, that are part of the Pride Parades and, and, and really support the, the LGBT movement or, or the Pride Month or whatever, that's the problem with these months. Black History Month, Pride Month, Women's History Month, Hispanic Heritage Month. It's like, why can't we just learn about all that stuff together? Uh, you know, in school. I don't remember necessarily needing to, you know, ha be, have it be February to learn about black history. And why do you have to call it black history? Why can't it be just American history? Because black people are part of American history, right? Martin Luther King was black last I checked, and that's part of American history. You know, Barack Obama's half black last I checked. And he was our first black president, and he's part of American history. The problem that I see is all these people that, that, that participate in movements, they're celebrating the fact that they could marry who they want, they can vote, they could do this, they could do that. Um, okay, so could everybody else in this world, in this country. Okay, you're separating yourselves out to say we are part of, you know, we are, you know, no longer part of you, we're part of us. And that's a problem because it causes division. You don't want to put labels on something, but then you label yourself. And I think that the people that don't support Pride Month or, or you know, because there is a straight pride parade coming up in Boston, okay, because here's the narrative. By saying that we're proud to be LGBT, you're cutting yourselves off from everyone else. Now, straight people has never been oppressed, unless it's outside of marriage, back in the back of the day. Um, you know, and I get it. Straight people have never had a fight to get married. There's nowhere, no one has ever said, oh, you have to marry the same sex. I get it. But, you know, why do you have to gloat about it? You're proud, that's fine. But you don't have to gloat. It doesn't have to be gloated about. You know, live your life. You won the right to marry who you want. You run the, won the right to, you know, change your body to be what it wants to be. I get it, and I'm proud of you, but go just live your life. Why do you have to make a big spectacle about it? And that's, I think, what the problem is, is that most people support the LGBT, and nobody's quote-unquote against it, but... Why can't you? Why does? Why does it have to be something that's completely out in public? 
you know why do people why do grown men have to have to parade up and down the street dressed in drag or dressed as uh, you know in full leather with makeup and mascara <coughs> looking like a dominatrix or or looking like a dog with a with a collar and a leash that stuff should be saved for the bedroom it's like okay I understand the concept but at the same time we don't all want to see that nor do we need to see that you want to see that go to go to a, a go to a, a drag show you know and th- that'll be that kind of audience and that's perfectly fine but the major majority of the mainstream public do not care about seeing that and do not want to see that and that's the problem I'm not against the LGBT movement what I'm against is is putting it out there for everyone to see when nobody has to see it you're able to marry the same sex you're able to marry the person you love I get it that's great what do you know why do I care I'm not trying to marry someone of the same sex you know why does it you know why do I have to have it thrown in my face that you get that right get that right fine propose have a wedding ceremony have a reception invite me if I'm your friend you know make sure I have an open bar but why do you have to walk down the street saying oh I get to marry my best you know the, the person I've wanted to marry for years what's the big deal why and that's the problem you don't want to be labeled but then you label yourself you want to blend in and have the same rights as everyone else which you do but you don't want to but but you want to separate yourselves and make yourselves different no you're not the same as I am because you live your life differently than me it's called an individualist it's an individual life so live your life the way you want to I get it I support you 100% but that's not my choice of lifestyle I don't want to I don't have to have I don't want to have it thrown in my face that that's what you do you know what I mean I hope I hope you understand that this is make I hope this makes sense to the point where it's not coming off as offensive <clears throat> like you know it's like you want to live your life you know the the for the people who who say they're gender fluid you want to live your day as a man if you're a female go right ahead dress in a tomboy put your hair up in a hat make yourself look as masculine as you want because that's what you feel I get it but that doesn't mean that that's who you are you're not a man you don't stand up to pee <laughs> I, I mean unless you squat but you know still you don't you know that's the thing people say oh gender's in the brain no <laughs> gender is what's between your legs it's biology so you know and it's like I don't want to offend people I'm just putting the facts out there and if somebody can, can if somebody can come up with a scientific explanation to say that you know somebody who was quote-unquote born in the wrong body and and should be treated as somebody of the opposite sex you know without changing their sex 
let me know. I mean, I don't care. I mean, not that I don't, I don't want to sound like I don't care. I, I want to learn. Like, I, I don't care if you want to live your life that way. That's your choice. That, that's your right. But, and I'm not asking you to defend it because you don't have to defend your who you are. You don't have to defend your choice to live somehow the, the way you want to live. But what I'm saying is make it understandable for people. Make it so that you can explain it to people as to why you're living your way like that. Like, I'm a, I'm a jean short and muscle shirt kind of guy normally if I'm not at work. Jean shorts and muscle shirts, okay? That's who I am. That's what I like to wear. But here's the problem. Here's the thing. If I if I just out of the blue one day decided, you know what? I'm going to put on my best pair of dress pants, button-down shirt, a tie, a jacket. You know what? I'm going to go down to Enterprise. I'm going to rent myself a Ferrari. I got a little bit of extra cash in my account. I could do that. And you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go to, you know, New York City and, uh, you know, dine at Peter Luger's Steakhouse. Spend 300 bucks on dinner. Why? Because I, you know what? I'm going to go rent out this private, this public pool. Why? Because everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> Does that make me a millionaire? Does that mean that my checking account, if I, if I look at it on my app on the phone, does that mean that my bank account is going to show a million dollars? No. Matter of fact, at that point, it'll probably be negative. But that's the point. It's like I could live my life like I want to. Like I feel like a million bucks. But that doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it real. It'd be nice if I walked around, no cares in the world, no debt at all, feeling like I have no debt. You know, I don't have to worry about anything coming out of my paycheck for any kind of bills or whatever. That doesn't make it true. That's just, you know, uh, an act, a character that I want to play. So do you understand where I'm coming from? Do you understand how I see it? I want to see it from your perspective. I want to understand why a woman who's had a baby and, and experienced the joys of motherhood by pushing out a baby and, ha and giving birth s wakes up some days and says, I feel like a man. Or I feel like, like I should be a male. Well, wait a minute. You've had, you've given birth. You've breastfed. Men don't do that. <laughs> Last I checked. You know what I mean? All right. So this has been a pretty heavy show. <laughs> the first two, the first and third segments, at least, right? Uh, but I want to thank you all for listening. Like I said, you can download the Sports Wire on any of, of the major podcast networks as well as some obscure ones. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, CastBox, Deezer, uh, let's see, um, YouTube, Spreaker, anybody else? Pod, Podbean, Podcast Addict. They're all there. SportsWire's on all of them. Enjoy your, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest. Uh, hope you had a good 4th of July. Enjoy any fireworks you're going to see this weekend. Make sure to comfort your pets because they do get scared from, uh, from fireworks, make sure you're not bringing them to where the fireworks are. Um, hug them, squeeze them tight, show them love, show them it's okay. 
And um, I'll talk to you folks uh, next week. <laughs> All right. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Talk to you later on the Sportswire. Napa know-how. This October, it's no trick. A five-quart jug of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil is just $26.99. Plus, get a treat, a $10 Visa gift card. Because the only thing spookier than ghouls and ghosts is engine sludge. That's Mobile One five-quart jugs for $26.99 plus $10 back. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 10 19